welcome to another podcast of Life Talk. As you probably hear, we're coming from the studio right now. The studio is actually almost finished. The audio equipment is absolutely incredible. So we're still fine-tuning everything. Uh, at the same time, I'm here today um, speaking, interviewing Mr. Kakwa. Um, however, I want to give a short notice that the equipment that I brought to Dubai to interview him was stolen on the way. Therefore, I had to wait uh, until home to record this uh, intro. And also, um, we recorded the interview with um, the iPhones and brought the audio together. So the audio will be a little bit of less quality, but the interview is still, of course, top quality. I'm very honored to welcome Jay. He is the number one rising jeweler in Dubai right now. All the celebrities come to him, and his journey is truly inspiring how he took the leap of faith to go to Dubai with only 10,000 euros, pounds actually, in his pockets. Um, and here he is, successful, made it, going through all the challenges, and now being recognized for all the great work he has done. All right, welcome to uh, another Live Talk uh, podcast. I'm here sitting with a good friend of mine from Dubai, the number one uprising, uh, actually, the best one right now here in the Diamond District in Dubai. I've uh, noticed uh, uh, your uh, upcoming rise in business and I have a great amount of respect for what you've been doing. Thank you. Um, I um, am very happy that you're you know, able today to speak about your business, how you merged everything here, uh, where you're coming from and um, welcome. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for coming all the way to Dubai to, uh, to do this. It's amazing. Thank it's good you. to meet you. Thank you. So can you tell a little bit about like, how long have you been here and what made you, what made you come here? Um, I moved to Dubai eight or nine years ago. I was originally obviously from the UK, from just outside London. And I'd been involved in businesses before in different things, um, some successful, some not successful. Um, I'd always worked hard doing different businesses or, or worked when I'd had jobs when I was younger, but always kind of, kind of wanted to work on my own. So mixed success. Yeah. Um, I turned 30 at the time. And I was just kind of stuck. A lot of my friends were settling down and getting married, having kids. I wasn't kind of there. I still wanted to party a little bit. Wasn't sure where my life direction was going to go. And I lived around the corner from my parents, like a mile away. And the same time I was turning 30, they were like, well, we're moving an hour or two hours away to the country. And I was like, you know what? It's time for a change. That was keeping me close. Um, I've always wanted to move to Dubai. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to move to Dubai. I'm going to you know, just enjoy my life for a little while. And, and that's how I ended up here. Also, you know, the, the sunshine and stuff's a major factor. And just wanted to try something new. I think it's, it's good to push yourself out of comfort zones, right? And not just float along with what you know. So that was that. They ended up not moving in the end. They still live in the same really? house. But yeah. that whole sequence of events kind of made me do this. And I think everything happens for a reason, right? So that, that it sort of made me move to Dubai. Um, and then it was a whole learning process of new culture, how things operate out here, getting visas, just, you know. And at the time, eight, eight nine years ago, Dubai was still kind of a little bit less known than it is now. And like, people are like, oh, can you drink in Dubai? Like, you can go out. <laughs> like, but the party here was crazy. There was yeah. like beach club parties. Like, there, there still is now, but at the time, you didn't really know. So it was yeah. kind of like a little bit more of a secret. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was really So cool. it kind of was like a leap of faith, right? You, yeah. You were like, okay, I see at this vision. Yeah to come here yeah. and then you just like do this deep dive 
into the visas. Yeah. Like, and was it scary? Like, how was that for you? Do you know what it was? Yeah. It was a little bit, and I'm not normally someone that pushes yeah. myself out of my comfort zone that much. I just, I thought if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And I had friends here. So I had three or four close friends here that helped me through the process. And this is what you need to do. And I, this is how this works. My real estate broker at the time was a good friend as well. He was like, you know, I'll take you to get your mobile phone. I'll take you to get this. So I had a lot of help. Yeah. Um, which at the time, which was, was you know, really reassuring. So yeah, I had a lot of people help me on, on, on the path to move here. And then subsequently, a lot of it is self-learning and making mistakes and, and learning and stuff of how to, do this, especially with business. Because um, it's very different to doing business sort of in Europe. But yeah, I was lucky that I had some friends. I know people that didn't really know anybody here. Uh, my, my now wife has lived here 10 years. Um, I met her five years ago. So we've also helped each other along the way with Great. lots of stuff yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had a few friends and some of them are still here and they've been here 10, 15 years and, and, and love it. So a lot of people move here with like, I'm going to come here for one or two years and make some money and yeah. you know, enjoy the sun. And then they end up staying. I don't know where that 10 years has gone. So same wow. for me. I don't know. I don't know where eight years has, has disappeared to literally. It's, it's, it feels like two or three years. Yeah. And you, um, did you already have connections in, in the industry? Because you said you were a real estate broker. So what, what made you get into the whole I was, I, was, I wasn't in real estate. Yeah. My, my, my friend was in real estate. Okay. I have actually yeah. have a, a real estate property background also in the uh-huh. UK. So I've done various different things and my family have also been in property. But no, I was literally, I was enjoying my life for like yeah. six months to a year, partying a lot, sunbathing a lot, just relaxing, enjoying life. But like, if you don't do stuff, your mind stops working. So like even just adding up and writing things down, like it, it, simple tasks became huge things and my brain sort of stopped. I was like, I've got to do something. So, but I didn't want to go like fully into work and get a job and run a business and have all these costs and stress because it is, it is stressful. So I was like, well, I'm going to do something that I love. And I had limited funds to, to set up a business. So I've always loved watches. I've always loved diamonds. That's something I've always, yeah. always loved. So I was like, well, maybe there's an, there's an option here. There's no one really customizing watches and stuff here with diamonds. Um, there's jewelers here, there's diamonds, there's, there's a demand for watches. So just kind of fell into it and started with like $10,000. Wow. Yeah, it's all, of, of yeah it's all the money I really had at the time to, yeah. to put into something. I was living off like a weekly budget. I had a weekly yeah. budget that I could afford to live on without worrying too much. From, from savings that I've had and some small bits of making money on income and different things, but not extravagant. And basically what happened, uh, I just decided to set it up more of a, like a lifestyle business. I started an Instagram page. I had the idea, I came up with the name, hated the name and for like the first year because I just wanted a short .com. Um, yeah. So it was really interesting at first and then kind of worked at it, but not too hard. And then got a little bit of traction on Instagram and sold a few watches locally, you know, meeting people in hotel lobbies and coffee shops and stuff. But like, we're talking like one watch every like two and a half months, you know, yeah. but just- I mean, there's a big premium on, on a watch, right? Like, yeah, and when you customize as well, you can yeah. create some margin as well, especially yeah. if it's done right. So started doing that, but I was doing the customizations that kind of everyone else was doing. Yeah. Your, your Rolex GMTs with like the Pepsi conversion bezel and stuff. Yeah. So I was doing all of that. And then I decided to push the boundaries a little bit more and try new things with new customizations. So I remember buying, I'd obviously traded a few watches and, and just recycled the money into the business. And, and I had like maybe two or three watches in stock. So at that point I traded and made like up to like stock value of say 25K. And then I bought a Rolex Hulk, the one with the green dial and the green bezel. And I decided to do a customization on that. And I hadn't seen it before. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. 
It's probably going to be a bit controversial, but yeah. I like it. I know I'd buy it. If that's the case, someone else is probably going to buy it. So back myself on doing that, customise this hole, drill you know, holes into it, my team drilled holes into it, put diamonds on it, and then posted it. And it created quite a controversy because a lot of people were like, you've destroyed this watch, it's an icon, like, how can you do that? Yeah, yeah. But subsequently, it became one of our most famous customizations. People wow. were like, oh, that's, you guys did that. Yeah. So it gave us publicity a little bit. I say ask me, it was just me. I was taking photos and doing everything myself. It was myself, everything like, like yeah. Wow. So for the first, for like the first three years, it's pretty much just, just wow. myself. So I was running around doing everything and trying to find people to customize my watches. And then it's all in house now and we've evolved from there. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting. And then just got a few key breaks. So, um, so much stuff happened. So for example, I met, no, I didn't meet, well, I had a guy called Bob Derbeck contact me on Instagram. He's an ex-pro skateboarder, um, does a show on MTV called Ridiculousness. A lot of people know him. He's got four, I think he had about four million followers at the time. I think I know him, yeah, yeah. And he DM'd me going, I really like what you've done with this Submariner. It was just a customised bezel. Yeah. And um, he was like, how much? I gave him the price. I'd be like, it'd be a pleasure to, to you know, supply a watch. Didn't think much of it. He was like, okay, cool, done, I'll take it. I'll have my PA contact you. Next day, the PA's emailed me like, and I'm still working from home. It's just me. I've got like three watches in stock. Yeah. And his peer contacted me saying, you know, Rob's asked me to reach out and sort out this watch. Anyway, sold the watch, shipped it to the US. He's received it. And he's like, you know, thank you so much. Like I'll, I'll you know, do a shout out on Instagram or something at some point. Anyway, like three, four weeks go past. I'm like, does he like the watch? Is he not yeah. enjoying the watch? Is something happening? And then I'm sitting at home. It's about eight o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up with notifications, notifications, yeah. bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, what, like what's going on? So I go on my phone and, and Rob Derdick has posted a video on his Instagram to four million followers singing happy birthday to himself and risk rolling the watch and tagging my company, the Kogoda by Instagram, yeah. and didn't pay him for it, didn't expect it. He's, he's, he's a guy that helps, you know, he, he has funds where he helps entrepreneurs, he likes growing new businesses, so he understands, he's a very smart guy, obviously understands how things work. And that, literally that one situation that one deal transformed my business overnight because wow. then i had um the you know, power of social media yeah and, <laughs> and, and had someone in hollywood four million yeah. followers validating my company you know and it being out there for people to see and then also it helped me close more deals because yeah. people were like well how do i know like you're genuine the watches are real like you're not just going to run off with my money and you know i'm in the us i'm going to wire you money how come you, you might just disappear and i was like look i sent them the link on instagram i was like rob is a client of mine He's a Hollywood star. He's bought from us, posted, and it, it, it really, really helped me because the hardest thing when you start a your business is, is getting oh, traction yes. with your clients, letting people, you know, people think, how do I trust you? Off. How do I trust you? Like, yeah. Especially in this business, yeah. it's such high value yeah. items. So I went along from there and customized watches, bits of jewelry and, and doing stuff. And it kind of, that went along for a period of a few years. It was quite tough, like at the same, the same time the Rob Durdeck thing happened, just before that, where I was living, my apartment caught fire. So then what happened with that? I had to rent another apartment, but yeah. I was getting paid from the insurance company six months later. So I was having to cash flow that. And it, it became tough like three times and nearly went broke yeah. because I literally, I couldn't afford to pay the bills. Oh my God. And I had like 25, 30K dollars of my own money in these watches in stock that weren't selling. But that happened with Rob and then just, I remember like two times, I was literally like one or two days away from like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay this bill. And in Dubai, you have to pay bills. Like if you don't pay bills, it's a really, really serious situation. You, you know, you can't bounce checks, you can't not pay for stuff. 
But every time it come clo- came close, I would sell a watch. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing because it's a sign. You know, I'm yeah, not religious or anything, yeah. but I was like, every time it would, it would save me and I'd have this chunk of money coming and I'd be like, okay, cool. And it reaffirmed a my belief. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, and then um, got an office, started trading from there. First employee, second employee. Uh, you know, in terms of office space, we've obviously got the diamond setting team and the jewelry team, which have always been there, workshop manager, technicians and stuff. Um, and then so this is the, like where we are now is the, the office. Yeah, so here is yeah. the office and then obviously yeah. we've got the workshop, which yeah. is about 20 minutes away where we yeah. do all the diamond setting and, and you know, customizations yeah. and stuff. Um, but here now, you know, we've admin person, we have a driver, I've got two salespeople. We've now launched from selling customized watches into uncustomized watches and investment pieces. We've got a women's page, we're pushing women's collection of jewelry so it's really exploded um and right place right time i think with a lot of it and obviously you know a lot of hard work you know how what it goes, a journey right? wow yeah um you, so one step back you yeah. mentioned the name yeah like what, what the mr kagwa kago kago there's no it's a made-up word so kagwa kago yeah you can yeah. say how, however you know like kogu okay. everyone changes it and says it differently yeah so so how, how did you come on because it's not your name no, so I wanted a really short yeah. .com and it was going to originally be called something like Diamond Watches Dubai or Diamonds yeah. Customized and it's such a like long good .com. Yeah. yeah, and I had a business yeah. before in the UK and it was such a long .com that when you read out the email address, people would spell it wrong or be like, oh, this is not a serious business. So it took me like three or four months of playing around and it comes from, I came up with this idea of the periodic table of elements, you know, where you've got like the chemical symbols and stuff. So C is the periodical table of elements for carbon. All diamonds are basically yeah. carbon. AG is the uh, number for silver, and AU is gold. So diamonds, uh, silver, gold, and mashed up together. And there were the dot commas available. Yeah. But literally for the first year, I hated the name. I absolutely hated the name. I was like, it doesn't make sense. Everyone's yeah. saying it wrong. But that's actually kind of <laughs> half the fun now. And yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, as it's transpired, it's a brand yeah. that people recognize, and people are like, oh, I wanna, I wanna buy from Cago, Cagua. Yeah. Kagu, however you say yeah. it, but our branding is quite unique, and it's it's a what it's a five letter dot com. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Which is which is hard to get now, right? So yeah. now I also think like the the like usually I, was, I thought it was your last name. Mm. To be no, honest. everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, like, everyone like, wait, does. I'm confused. <laughs> Jay, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone so, does. Um, mm. Wow. So, it just it again kind of evolved from there, and then yeah. we also brand everything. So from our bags to our caps to our travel cases, everything is branded. So you, you, this is where I think I started noticing you for the first time three months ago. Okay. I was like keeping an eye on you. Yeah. And I saw what you were doing marketing wise. And it's why we're now, I think here, because I, I really liked your um, understanding of marketing. Yeah. You were collaborating with celebrities that, that, actually helped you blow up the yeah. way you did now yeah um so i think i saw more and more collaborations mm. happening yeah and it was like okay you because of that you now became mm. you know the most notable guy here in, in, in dubai yeah uh, the watch guy whatever you want to call it. so um i was very impressed by that but like how do you source and how do you find like like let's say floyd mayweather was somebody you did recently yeah um how do you like does he reach out to you? Like, is it? Is it I mean, I, is it your branding? I've been really, 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 yeah. genuinely lucky in that ninety-five percent of our clients, um, they reach out to us. 
So I know so many people will pay celebrities yeah. for these endorsements and pay, but I've always kind of stood by, stood by the ethos that the products and the quality of what we do is, is, is better than anybody else. And I'm really obsessive about details and things being 100%. And, you know, we could save our, and make more profit margin on some of the stuff that we do by using a lower quality of diamond and stuff, but I don't care. I don't, I don't want to do it. I want our product to be great. Well, no. Which is usually what happens, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And, in, I, in this, you know, yeah. for example, now when the yeah. watch markets come down a little bit, my costs are still very high, but yeah. I will not compromise the quality of our product because yeah. that's what made us famous. So back to the point of celebrity clients and endorsements, yeah. I've got an amazing contact work of celebrity clients and people in all sorts of amazing families all over the world and all different types of people from all walks of life. And they've all pretty much reached out to us or been referred, you know, by somebody. Um, and, you know, for example, one of the biggest names on the planet right now, Andrew Tate and the Tate Buzz. They, they're good clients of mine, they're friends. Andrew reached out to us um, and me directly about 18 months, two years ago. Wow. And he had maybe 400,000 followers on Instagram and I didn't know who he was. And just said like, uh, I'm interested in this watch, this customized watch you have. Um, how does it work? How much is it? I'm coming to Dubai in a little while. Um, and I didn't really know who it was. He was obviously kickboxing champion, world champion. And um, transaction was really smooth, sent me the money, wired me the money before we hadn't even met, before we even flew to Dubai. Came in, it was just post COVID. And he was like, do you mind if I film for YouTube and whatever? So he came in and then bought a watch, came back a few days later, bought another watch. And those videos obviously were on YouTube yeah. and stuff for a while. And then obviously he exploded with, with fame. Um, and off the back of that, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of new clients. Um, we get a lot of guys come and buy from us because he's a client and they want to talk about Andrew yeah. and his brother and stuff and what they've done. So Floyd Mayweather, for example, uh, an ex existing client of mine, said, uh, I know Floyd, obviously he's into his diamond watch. One of the, probably the biggest diamond watch guys yeah, yeah, yeah. on the planet, right? Loves what he does and-, and, and Collector, yeah. Huge collector, yeah. has all these diamond pieces. Ideal client for us, because he, he buys the customized stuff. Like some people don't, don't buy into it, but he does. And um, he's like, Floyd's coming to Dubai for a fight. Um, you should meet him, blah, 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 blah. And then one of his team like, reached out to us and said, I'm gonna be there in a few days. Uh, before Floyd travels. So he came in and met us. The next minute they're in here, I'm on FaceTime with Floyd going, what's up champ? Like it was, yeah. it was so surreal. Um, and he's like, okay, cool, he's, he's coming in. And then, yeah, that came in, Floyd came in, ended up buying like five watches, convoy of like 12 Cullinans pulling up outside there, literally shutting down the whole area. And was like, oh my God, what's going yeah. on? And I didn't really tell anybody because right until like half an hour before, I didn't know he was coming in. So that was super cool and obviously, the huge value for us is getting the content with that. He, he made a video, which I didn't expect him to make. Oh, I which, which I think is your pin post now on Instagram. Yeah, it's a pin yeah, post. Yeah. So I just thought you know, it'd be yeah. cool to get a photo with him under the, the Kago yeah. branding, which is we try and do with you know all of our clients that come in, um, especially the celebrities and stuff. Yeah. And he made a video and just super cool, like turned on the charm and like the salesmanship, it, really, really cool, like a real character. Um, because that's one of the things from the old office we had before, before we opened this showroom, there was nothing really for like the branding. So we'd get these footballers and clients come in and I'd be like, how can we maximize this? Um, so I took a gamble opening this place and I was like, I want a wall of like, you know, the logo on there that people can have photos with me or other staff members with the branding behind it, the customized watches and it become a thing where people aspire, I want to buy a watch from Kago and come in and have my photo taken there 
you know, it's, it's like an aspirational thing, right? Yeah. You know, because it's the world we live in where people want to have a, a picture on social media or a post or I want to aspire to get this. So, same with cars, same with luxury goods, same with watches. So Because it became this authority. Yeah. Like here in this in this space, which yeah. is like the whole thing where like in the beginning mm. you when you were struggling, mm. like that is the number one thing you need. Yeah. And then once that gets rolling, yeah. like it and, just takes off. And bear in mind, like at the time yeah. when I started the business, I didn't really know that much. I knew a little bit about yeah. watches, a little bit about diamonds, but I had to learn. And then, you know, series of events of nearly running out of money, my apartment catching fire, um, Rob Durdeck, all sorts of things changing. And it, it, it's tough, like, I think one of the problems we have today is like people see on social media, like someone's life looks amazing, or they've got this cool company, or they drive this cool car, or they've got this great life on, on Instagram. And sometimes won't see what goes behind it. Like I've made huge sacrifices for like, five, six years to get to this point where I can actually relax a little bit and have a team around. Before I was the salesman, the customer service, the, you know, the, 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 the telephone assistant, running around doing the deliveries, the collections, everything. And sometimes two, three, four in the morning when a client would come in, I'm, I'm here for an hour, I need you to get this watch or this, there's this problem. Or, you, have to, you have to show yeah, up. And you yeah, have to, and you have to do it because if you don't do it, no one else is gonna yeah. do it. So, you know, I've got a great team around me now, which is, which is amazing and just can take a step back and focus on the next steps of driving the brand forward. But at the time, like, it, it was really tough. Like I said, nearly going broke like three times. Wow. Um, Especially like a new place where, you know, like yeah. you, you just moved to. Yeah. Sort of, it was really scary. Heavy, and, yeah. and, and the sacrifice, I don't think people understand the sacrifice you yeah. have to make. Like stuff looks easy when you see stuff on yeah. social media. There's a lot of people have get rich quick schemes and stuff. For me, there's, there's no real alternative other than hard work and what you put in, you get out. and. Just real determination. My girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, she's extremely supportive, like, you know, understood what I was trying to do and yeah. what I was trying to achieve. She comes from an entrepreneurial background as well. She has great marketing skills and, 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 and ideas of things that she can see that I can't. And it just worked really well. She adds so much value to what I do and is, is such a huge part of the business. That because is great. Yeah. She supports me and what I do, you know, and it's so key because yeah. if I didn't have that, I'd, and running a business is so lonely. If I didn't have that and someone that understands that and what we were trying to do that is, you know, is now pushing the business forward with, with me, then I think it would have been a lot tougher. So, and, and, and her skill set is different to mine. Like I said, she can achieve things that I can't achieve. I'm not very good at, you know, the admin, the paperwork side, the logistics side, getting things done. And, and she's got a very dogged personality where she won't give up on anything as well. So we're both quite similar in that. So that was great because I think had I been in a relationship with someone where I was trying to just, do something and all she wanted to do was go on holiday or like oh, buy this or, or buy that it would have been really or, difficult yeah, yeah so really lucky at that point in yeah. time great I think this is such a great point yeah. that you touch on this yeah. because like a lot of times we, we talk about you know success and like struggle mm. but I think that when you have the right woman next to you yeah you can really excel 100%. In, in areas of your life and the opposite is also true exactly it can like, detract from it I, I'm sure you know we all have seen like successful men being like literally destroyed yeah. because of the wrong partner. Yeah. So it's such an, like a good point that you yeah. touch on this because um, you're a team, yeah. like really in the end. Exactly, yeah. and we are, and we have different yeah. strengths and you know, we, we support each other, and just like any other couple, you know, we, we have arguments, we have good days, bad days, but, yeah. but we ultimately support each other, totally respect each other and understand what we're trying to do and, and push this 
brand forward. I mean, we've got huge ideas, like ideas that would probably scare most people. But you know, if if you don't try and you don't have a, a goal and something you want to achieve, and I think again from the previous businesses that I've had in the UK doing different stuff, some failures, some success, it teaches you that mistakes are good because you learn as long as you learn from them in the, in the right way. Yeah. Losing money and, and making mistakes sometimes is a price to pay for teaching you something. So you know, I have my certain way of doing things here in this business and I drive my team mad sometimes because I'm so, I'll repeat myself 10 times yeah. or I'll be like, you know, say I want this done in a certain way but it's just from experiences of certain things and you know, I think the biggest thing in life is learning from mistakes and what you can do to benefit that in your journey. You know, yeah. um, I'm 38, I'll be 39 this year. A lot of mistakes I made when I was in my 20s as most guys do. It's a good time to make mistakes. Yeah. And also your way you're, you're much more fearless in your 20s. Yeah. Like, like now, obviously, I've just got married, I've got a baby on the way, like my, my risk percentage is way less than it used to yeah. be. Whereas in the early days, I was just like, well, I'm just gonna chuck $10,000 into like two, two watches, I think I can sell them. And that's basically how this business started. So wow. you have to take a yeah. risk, yeah. And like, man, that, that's admirable. Also going to like a completely new environment, like new place, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you didn't really know what was going on here. No. So I think that that leap of faith is, is is. Do you know what else is crazy as well? Like COVID yeah. hit. Yeah. And then I was locked up at home for like eight weeks. I think it wasn't about. And the lockdown what, what, here was, was there, like. I don't know. Yeah, the lockdown here was so so severe. Oh, wow. Like you literally had to get a permit to go out once a week to go to the grocery store. You could be out for an hour. There were police spot checks. Everything. It was the lockdown was so severe, but it was probably the best thing that they could have done. They, they handled it so well because yeah. it really kept control of it. Like you literally couldn't go out. So COVID hit and I was like, oh my God, it's gonna destroy my business. And then I probably never had more orders and inquiries in any one point of time as we had during like COVID. Online. Like people online or saying, I yeah. want to order this. I'm like, well, I physically can't customize you this watch. And like, no problem, I'll send you a deposit. Just when you read back open, just because people were wanting to shop. Yeah. They were bored. You know, they were stuck at home with, with nothing to look forward to sometimes. We've got a lot of clients in the US that had a lot more freedom than you know, some other countries. And yeah, and then, and, then, and then that happened, and then it, the business boomed again, when it probably, I would have thought it would have went the other way. A lot of luxury goods industries did actually boom during COVID. People wanted to shop and wanted to order new cars and you know, new handbags, new, you know, it's, it's very much oh, yeah. the same thing. And what we do with customizing stuff, especially watches, is, is very, it's niche, but like a lot of people, a lot of our clients, they, they don't want something else their friends has got, you know, they, they want to customize their watch so that it's not the same as their friends got. They usually customize their car, customize the hand painting on their bags or whatever. So yeah, during COVID, obviously that really, really exploded. I went a little bit crazy because I was stuck at home for, for such a long yeah. time in a, in, a, in, you know, in a relatively smaller space. Um, I started doing some YouTube videos and stuff, which really I hated. It's not, it's not a skill of mine, um, but just something to do. Yeah. to try and keep me sane during that period. They've all gone now, I've deleted them. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not a strong point of mine, is it? Yeah. Talking to the camera and stuff, it's definitely a weakness. Um, so yeah, I did that, but and then kind of we got released and then it gave me a new energy on business and life and then where to drive things forward. So again, really lucky that the business didn't collapse during COVID because so many businesses have. Yeah. I think it made me really, really grateful for the industry that I was in at the time. You know, travel, for example nightclubs, it all stopped for such a long period of time. So, yeah. you know, and through nobody's fault. So that made me really grateful and obviously hungry to work harder and yeah. I've always been driven, but that definitely I think was like, oh, like this could all be taken away, 
you need to push again. You need to innovate. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And obviously change what you're doing and add yeah. new things to the, to the brand and the value. I yeah. love that. When, um, like, for people listening as well here, mm. like, that say, oh, my God, like, there's so much opportunity in Dubai. Yeah. Like, you know, you can make so much money. Yeah. Um, certainly that's true. I've yeah. seen it. However, and I think that's why it's so good to have this conversation open mm. and honestly, it, it, it's not just like, oh, I come to Dubai and, and you, you fall into this lap of luxury. Yeah. You got you to gotta put in the work. Yeah. You got to, like, have those struggles. You have to meet the right people, surround yourself with the right people. 100%. Um, and I think that, I think it's so significant also what you said, that every time that you had, like, almost like, oh, my God, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. That you kept going on yeah you didn't give up and you saw the opportunity where it was yeah and i think this is from from what i observed yeah. where you differentiate yourself from all the other competition mm -hmm. because you understand marketing yeah and um also i also yeah. also for me i think the biggest the biggest the one biggest yeah. thing is in this industry and it doesn't matter whether you're selling luxury cars luxury bags fashion watches the biggest thing for me is customer service. Yeah. So yes, you've got the marketing and getting attention. Is, is, is customer service like always look after your clients, especially with high value stuff, because if you don't, someone else will. And I think for me personally, if I want to buy something, I want to be made to feel special. Like if I go to a store and buy a pair of trainers, I want to be made to feel special when I'm buying a pair of trainers, you know, or a car or a watch or whatever it is. I want to leave with this experience like that was really nice. I've worked hard, I've rewarded myself. What a great experience that was. And it makes all the hard work worthwhile. Lately, there was a lot of times where I've experienced stuff and the customer service did not match the product that I was buying. And it just really reminds me that, and I say it to all my guys, my sales team, go above and beyond because these people, some have made money and come from nothing. Some have already got money. Some huge amounts, we've got billionaire clients. It's all relative, but always give the best service because they will keep coming back. Those customers that will pay a little bit more for a product rather than always the motivation is the cheapest price because they want the service, they know there's a recourse if something goes wrong, there's always someone on the phone. So I think that's one of the fundamentals of how this business has been built is, is, is just purely by looking after our clients because referrals from these clients are so key. You know, I want to watch, contact Jay. That's how we, that's how yeah. you contact. We, we got you. Paul, yeah. could go, we've got you. Yeah. And the reason we now sell plane watches there's very small margin in plane watches on Kago exclusive yeah. is because we get so many clients that trust us from buying the diamond stuff. They're like, I want a Starbucks. I want a Pepsi. I want a Daytona. I want a Royal Oak. I want a Patek. Yeah. Get me. I've sent you the money. It's done because they don't want to have that stress factor of, am I going to get ripped off? Is the watch going to be genuine? You know, what happens if something goes wrong? Well, yeah, we take care yeah. of all of that. And that, that peace of mind, like even in the early days when people were sending me money and they didn't really know, I was constantly messaging them going, I'll let you know when the wire hits, yeah. the wire's received, here's your updated invoice, I'm now getting the watch, I'm doing this, here's photos, just to reassure people yeah. because you never want that element of doubt that someone's gonna get ripped off or they're not getting that experience. True. So yeah. I think for any luxury industry, the, the key It's like thing a concierge is, service almost, like yeah. a white glove, whatever you wanna call it. Exactly, yeah. and so, yeah. many, so many companies fall short of it these yeah. days. So for me, that's you know yeah. number one. Um, and you know, being in Dubai and stuff, going back to your original point about yeah. coming here and just making money, the best thing I love about Dubai is that coming from the UK and near London and stuff, if you make money and you do well, there's a lot of jealousy. And that's just typical, I think, in Europe and oh. people want to steal from you or whatever. Here, 
you see a guy driving a Bugatti or a LaFerrari, whatever, and you, you want to talk to him and say, oh my God, like, what do you do? Yeah. How have you made this money? Here, the view is very much like aspirational. Like, I want to know this guy. Like, how have you done this? And, such and, and a good point. It's yeah. such a cool thing. And you don't, and basically, yeah. it drives your hunger for success every day yeah. because it's, I mean, I've been here eight years. It, it's a bit normal to see Bugatti Chirons <laughs> and stuff driving around and clients pulling up in Lamborghinis. It's normal. It, it but it's normal, not normal yeah, yeah. at the same time. So yeah. you, have to react, you have to check yourself yeah, in reality. Yeah, yeah. But it drives you and the mentality here to yeah. be successful, to be entrepreneurial, to really push yourself and work hard. Even if you've got a commission-only job in, in certain industries, to really push because the potential and the opportunity is there. It's what you put into it yeah. and how you view life. Like if you're bitter about someone having nice things, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. But if you want to better your life and you know, be around aspirational people and people really motivate you and see these cars driving around and be like, I want a piece of that. I love it's the that, best yeah. place in the world to be. Yeah, I love that yeah. so much. <laughs> so, no, but this is such a good point. Yeah. Because like anywhere else in Europe, yeah. They hate and they envy yeah. and they start talking shit. I'm like, you know, and this is also like in my social media. Mm. I'm like, listen, you see me traveling, yeah. like all over the place. Yeah, I'm also here to let you know how I do that. Yeah, I'm also here to help elevate everybody. Exactly. You know, like I got a members only community. Yeah, amazing. We talk together. We go live every week, actually every Sunday. Yeah, and that's my main thing. Yeah, but people are like. Do you give attention or do you do you care about hate? I'm not, I don't care about any hate. Yeah. I don't care about any envy. Yeah. I care about people that actually be like, hey, yeah. that's 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 an inspiration for me. Yeah. Like we all have somebody that, that we look up to or that we are inspired by, yeah. and that's how we can live life yeah. and elevate together and make yeah. you know have a have a purpose I and, and bring value. So I think that is something I truly love about Dubai. Yeah, um, and and obviously with social media yeah. you get. You know, we get a certain yeah. amount of hate and I yeah. get, but I get more messages of people like, especially yeah. young guys going like, how can I create a business or how can I do what you do and stuff. Yeah. So, and people are changing their the, the perception of, okay, I've actually got to get up and do this myself because no one's going to do it for me. Yeah. But again, it comes down to social media, portraying stuff in a, in a, in a certain way. But, you know, D Dubai is amazing. It's a great place to be. And, you know, same as anything anywhere though, you get out where you put in and that's for sure. Love it, man. Where can people find you? So obviously, huge Instagram. Yeah. You know, we do most of our business on Instagram. We've got Kago Dubai Instagram, Kago exclusive for the plane watches, Kago women and then women's I, page. I'm a, I'm a plain Jane guy, <laughs> as you guys know. I, I mean... Well, we'll talk uh, watches in a minute. I'll show you after this podcast. We'll, we'll show you. Show you. Um, and then obviously my personal Instagram, Mr. Yeah. Kago. I actually set that up as a reason yeah. because I wanted to give a bit of depth to the company because yeah. before people didn't see me unless you'd come in and met me. And I wanted to be like, okay, cool. This is the owner of the company as a face there that I can recognize or see if to add trust to the brand. Yeah. And also, you know, um, try and be aspirational a little bit because I've done a lot of things and I have a lot of stuff I can t tell people and teach people. And actually, I want to try and be a bit of a positive force in, in the world that we're in and say, look, you have to work hard. There's no shortcut. You know, there's, there's, there's no real easy way to make yeah. money. It's, it's very much, you get out what you put in, have an idea, stick to it, don't be afraid to fail. Um, so that was kind of the reason I said that. Obviously, I'll show them here in, in Golden Diamond Park. We're always open, you know, six yeah. days a week. Um, we have stock of different stuff. So uh, apart from today, obviously, Sunday we're here. But yeah. again, you know, going back to the point you were just making about people seeing what they see on, uh, you know, on social media or you working on. We're sat here on a Sunday. Yeah. You've flown here to Dubai and in between your busy yeah. schedule, you're here on a Sunday having this discussion with me. That will people do that? Most people would be like, well, it's Sunday. I'm not working today. 
So it, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sleep in. Yeah. The show. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, like, like, you're, yeah. you're using your time. I went to bed at five a.m. Guys, all right. <laughs> No excuses, well, but like I, there are secrets to this game. Like yeah. you can learn it. Like and that's that's yeah. why it's beautiful. I, again, like say up at five a.m. I'm up most days at five thirty six a.m. I get up, I go oh, to wow. F forty five yeah. training in the morning. I yeah. get my exercise done out the way really early. Yeah. I'm catching up with the emails whilst I'm having my coffee at home, getting a jump start on the day, and then I'm here most days ten till seven, and then working when I get home because, you know, you, you have time differences and clients that want to work yeah. different times, but the day is long. And you're driven. Like yeah. you have a purpose. Yeah. I mean, you if you're know, getting up at 10, 11 yeah. o'clock, half the day's gone, in my opinion. Yeah. You might as well forget the day. Yeah. Because you could have done so much in that yeah. time whilst everyone is asleep. I love the early mornings because yeah. you can get so much done in three or four hours before yeah. other people are waking up. And it keeps you ahead of the competition and what other people are doing. True. And there is enough time in the day. Um, exercise is obviously a, a key point as yeah. well, I think. It keeps you mentally sharp as well. So it's the saying, healthy, healthy mind, healthy body really is true. So I think that is something that definitely helps. But... You, you just you get out what you put yeah, in, right? I think absolutely. that's for sure. Whatever you're doing, I love it, man. So nice to meet you. A pleasure and, to meet uh, you. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot more, guys. So uh, stay tuned. Put uh, the links in the description where you can find uh, him in Dubai and on Instagram. And uh, see you soon. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you.